It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Rams wide receiver Cooper Cup used a word you almost never hear when he talks about an organization. That's coming up next on Locked On Rams. You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked on Rams your first listen every single day, free and available wherever you get your podcasts and part of the Locked on Podcast Network. My name, you can see it right there on your screen, of course, is Travis Rogers. I host the Rams pre and post game show on their flagship station, ESPN 710. I've been doing that since the Rams came back to L.A. way back in 2016. Make sure you click that subscribe button in your podcast feed so you can get all of your Rams content every single day. We've got a good one for you today. Uh, ripples on the pond, right? You hear it all the time. The, the butterfly effect, chaos theory, whatever it is. One person does something and then everything down the line is a little bit different because of that. I think all of these signings that are taking place with the Rams are going to have effect on the rest of the NFC West. That's straight ahead. Plus, I want to talk about something that we have, we've mentioned before but haven't spent a lot of time on. Maybe something to keep your eye on once we get to August and training camp starts in earnest. But Let's start with this. Cooper Cup, we know, is the recipient of a brand new contract, courtesy of the Los Angeles Rams. He reset the wide receiver market, getting a little bit more average annual value than Devontae Adams. Um, and look, he, he, or excuse me, Tyreek Hill. Um, and, and he's worth it, right? He's the triple crown winner, uh, most yards, most touchdowns, most receptions. He's the Super Bowl MVP. He and Matthew Stafford have this unbelievable rapport, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And you knew it was going to happen that when he had that year and the Rams had the season that they had and the connection that he has with Stafford and just knowing the Rams history and knowing Cooper Cup's kind of personality, you knew that those two things were probably going to line up pretty well and um, they would get a deal done. And they did. But I thought this was particularly interesting. Cooper Cup was talking about uh, his deal and the fact that it came together as, you know, quietly i guess or or as easily as it as, as it did and what he told espn was all the stuff on the business side we can trust the organization to be in a place that's going to take care of you he went on to say they're going to be able to step in there's going to be respect there and understand that the stuff that's going to work itself out so we've got a lot of guys who might take the right approach mentally to be the best version of themselves first and let the business side of things kind of work themselves out okay when was the last time that you heard an NFL player say that you tr- that they trusted the team to do the right thing. I, I, I've been covering sports. I've been a talk radio host and a producer and a podcaster. It, it, all of these different things for going on 30 years. I could probably count on one hand, even if I were missing a few fingers, the amount of times I've heard a, a, a player say, we trust the team to do the right thing. And I think he's spot on. And I think he's exactly right in the sense that this is something that the Rams 
pride themselves on. This is something that they have been actively engaged in from the time that they've gotten here. And not that they don't make tough decisions, not that they don't let guys go, not that look, Robert Woods is in Tennessee. Robert Woods is one of the more popular Rams players since they've come back to LA and they made a tough business decision that, you know what, we're going to go get Allen Robinson. We're a little bit deep at the wide receiver position. We can't pay everybody. Robert Woods, unfortunately is the odd man out. He's got to go. That's not being, you know, lacking trust. That's making a football decision. Aaron Donald, I truly believe, knew that the Rams were going to get to where he wanted to go. Cooper Cup knew where he wanted to be. He got there. Matthew Stafford, same thing. Jared Goff, you know, back when they extended him, it's he was up next, and, and it was one of these, yeah, you know, I think we're going to get and, – and they did. Now they make a football decision later on and they move on, but that's, that's different. These guys talk to each other. They talk to guys on other teams. Agents understand these things. Agents understand, okay, there's this is a much easier place to get a fair deal done than it is over here. Now, you're not they're not going to pay a premium just because they're in a good mood, but they are willing to do what they need to do to make sure that the players that they need to keep are happy and get the deal done, that there's trust. You don't think that when Aaron Donald is working out with guys from other team or his agency or any of these guys, hey, you know, we, Aaron Donald got that deal. Was it actually no? It kind of went the way that we thought it would, and it, they were reasonable in their negotiations, and they were upfront, and they were honest, and they were fair. That bleep matters. It absolutely matters if you can look across that table at one of your players, and Cooper Cup is saying, "Hey, look, I want a new deal," and they say, "Okay, we're we're, we're going to go to work on that." And it's not this, oh, they're, they're going to lowball me. They're going to try to stick it to me. They're going to come in here. They're going to immediately start to look to trade me or any of these things. It's no, they're going to work on it earnestly and fairly and honestly and try to find a way that everybody is satisfied. What more could you ask for, really? What more would you want from somebody that is negotiating a deal on your behalf? Just transparency, honesty, that fairness, that a player is saying that this isn't coming from a coach or a general manager, a team president, say, you know, we try to be fair and, and honest. And everybody says that, but how many times do you hear a player say, eh, they treated me fairly. They were honest. We can trust the organization to do the right thing. The ripples of that are almost impossible to calculate because all it takes is one guy to say, hey, you know, they, they shot me straight. When somebody comes to them and says, hey, thinking about coming over here, what do you think about that? And the answer is, yeah, we're pretty good. And yeah, they're going to give you a good deal. They're going to they're gonna be fair. They're going to be honest. They're going to find a way to get done what needs to get done. You don't think that matters? It absolutely matters. What also matters is whether or not Matthew Stafford is going to be able to throw by the time we get to training camp. That is coming up next. But not before we talk about our friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports information. You can find all the latest sports development, news, and odds, including this year's basketball that's going on right now. Of course, you got a few more games left there. If you're still interested, you got the NHL. You've got the Stanley Cup that's right around the corner. And, of course, all your MMA, UFC, and Major League Baseball. Maybe that angel thing that I gave you a couple of weeks ago. Maybe a little premature, right? Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet Online, where the game starts. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we also have an important favor to ask of you. We're putting together a survey so we can learn more about listeners like you and make your favorite Locked On Podcast even better. This is your opportunity to tell us what you like, what you don't like about Locked On Podcasts, and here's how you do it. You go to lockedonpodcast.com slash survey. You can go do it right now to get started. It's not going to take you very long at all. And everyone that completes a survey can qualify for a chance to win one of 10 $100 Ticketmaster gift cards. So take our audience survey. You can go to lockedonpodcast.com slash survey. And thank you very much for your help. Okay, so the uh, OTAs are underway. We know that we're still a little bit away from the start of official training camp. And the Rams have been very cautious about how they've been using Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford's elbow, of course, has been bothering him a little bit. Um, and they decided to have him not throw during OTAs, more out of precaution than anything else. And he says that he fully expects to be ready by the start of uh, real training camp. But offensive coordinator Liam Cohen thinks that there's a little bit of, uh, you know, added value here, a little bit of a hidden bonus, talking about some of the backup quarterbacks that they have and that they may be able to get a little bit of work. It's actually, this is uh, Liam Cohen talking. It's actually been pretty cool to see those other guys get some reps. Wolford, Perkins, Cohen said, uh, obviously, I'm excited to watch Matthew throw the football, but it's been really good to kind of get to know him a little bit on the side when he isn't taking those reps. I've been able to see the kind of things through his lens on the back end and be able to see how he sees things and talk through some concepts. It's been a great opportunity to be able to see John and Bryce be able to get that work in that was really valuable for those guys to take a ton of reps because in season, you just don't get a lot of work with that first and second unit. Okay, so I think that that is mostly true and also uh, a, a very optimistic way to spin something that is maybe not a five-alarm fire, but it's certainly something that I would be having my eye on. And, and it kind of brings up a couple of interesting – yeah, you want John Wolford and Bryce Perkins to get some reps with the, the ones and the twos. I get it, right? Because, you know, knocking on wood right now, hopefully you don't ever need to use one of these two players because that means that Matthew Stafford's unavailable. But it's the NFL. Guys get hurt. Guys, you know, things happen. We're still living in kind of a COVID world. And you just don't know when it's going to happen when you're going to have to play a game or two with your backup quarterback. So you got some opportunities there to get these guys some reps because he's absolutely right. Once you get into the meat of the season, they're, they're not playing and they're really not even getting a ton of time on the practice field. So I agree with him that it's probably good news for the Rams, good news for him specifically um, to see these other guys and get a little bit of a sense on how it works. It's probably true that getting the stand with Matthew Stafford and say, you know, tell me, take me through what you're seeing right here is beneficial, right? That, oh, okay, I see it. Now I can, we can communicate a little. All these things are true. Here's what I, uh, I, I think that my general takeaway is, though. It, are we, uh, we're not 100% sure that he's 100% until we get to go see him throw. And until you see him throw, until you see him try to fit that ball in there against somebody trying to really defend against such a thing, I don't know. I, I, I Liam Cohen doesn't know. Matthew, stay, until you know, you don't know. Now, do I know he knows the playbook? Sure. Do I know that he knows where the ball's supposed to go? Do I know that he can do some things? Oh, of course. But health is the great equalizer in the NFL. And if he's not playing right now, what does it mean? I, I I don't think anybody can honestly say it probably means nothing probably 
But until you see him out there, I'm not going to hold my breath, which which means if in fact and, and let's just kind of let's just take this off of the he hasn't thrown yet in camp and turn it more into a hey, he gets he gets a, a hit and he jams his shoulder and he can't throw for a week or two. And you got to play uh, Wolford or Perkins. How do you think about that? We haven't seen John Wolford play in a minute. He played capably at the end of the season a couple of years ago. He filled in for Jared Goff and had a little bit of athleticism, could make some plays with his feet. Um, And then they went into the playoff game and he gets hurt right away. And Jared Goff, obviously, you know, we know how that story ends. Wolford was okay. You know, it, it was almost the perfect amount of time because you didn't get to see enough of it to say, Uh, I don't know. And you didn't get to see enough and say, yeah, that looks great. You're still kind of trying to figure it out. Now, if the reports are true that Sean McVay really wanted to use Wolford moving forward, regardless of injury status, then I think that speaks to Wolford's ability. If Sean McVay likes it, I love it, right? That's the old line. You like it, I love it. If McVay's saying that's good for me, that's really good for me. That being said, how much can you really know until there's – Bosa on the other side. Okay. Here's uh JJ Watt on the other side. And you got to go make some plays with these guys chasing you around. Who knows? You just you just don't know. Von Miller, right, is going to be the first guy that the Rams see opening night against the Bills. Let's say that his elbow doesn't respond right. Matt Stafford, for whatever reason, can't play. Going against Von Miller is a little different with the with everybody watching. It's a different deal than hey, just get us to the finish line. We're trying to get into the playoffs. It's a totally different dynamic and one that he may or may not be ready for. Until I see Matthew Stafford throwing the ball at camp with the velocity, with guys trying to break up passes, I'm going to be just just got my foot near the break. Not on the break, but at least near it to just say, all right. And here's the other thing. Well, did they spend enough money in a backup quarterback? Should they have found somebody that's got a little more season? Remember, they had Blake Bortles for a period of time. Now, Blake Bortles is not the second coming of Joe Montana, but... Blake Bortles was a starting quarterback in the NFL for many, many seasons. That's exactly what you want in a, in a backup quarterback. You want somebody that knows how the NFL works, knows the speed of the game. Maybe doesn't make every throw. Maybe can't do all the things that your starter does, obviously. But it isn't one of these where your eyes are huge. Like, I've never seen anything move quite like this. They can, fix, they can find a guy like that. You can go find a backup in a moment to get you through a period of time. If Wolford all of a sudden or Perkins or whoever is incapable or not quite up to speed there, they can get it done. I'm not too, too worried about that along the way. What I do like is that the Rams, by being as aggressive as they have with their own players, may have created a little bit of problem for some other people, which is kind of a a double win for the Rams. That's coming up next. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Okay, so chaos theory, the butterfly effect, however you want to uh, describe it, that something happens over here on your left side that you decide, and then it has these unintended consequences that end up impacting something very far away that you you either did or did not anticipate, but you couldn't, can't quite predict how it's going to go. I think 
we're getting a little bit of that with the Rams and with the 49ers. Because think about what's going on here. The Rams in the last couple of days have signed two of their more important players, Cooper Cup and Aaron Donald, to ginormous deals. Cup resets the wide receiver market, and Aaron Donald becomes the first player ever to go over $30 million a year that's not a quarterback. Okay, pretty, pretty big numbers, and obviously two guys that are very deserving of, of, of accolades like that. Think about who the 49ers are in the midst of negotiations with. An edge rusher and a wide receiver in Debo Samuel. Nick Bosa is a guy that goes gets the quarterback. Sound familiar? And then you got a wide receiver who is an impactful player on the offensive side of the ball. <laughs> Do you think that maybe Debo Samuel's team might go into the 49ers and say, well, Cooper Cup got this, so we got to get our guy at least this much. Of course. Why wouldn't you? If you're the agent and you don't do that, you're not doing your job. Same exact conversation for Nick Bosa. Look, I and, and he's really good. He's not Aaron Donald, but he's really good. If he goes in there and says, look, TJ Watt makes this, Aaron Donald makes that, I'd like to get somewhere closer to Aaron Donald than TJ Watt, I'd blah, 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 blah. It's an interesting position to negotiate from. And it's funny, Les Snead was on with Rich Eisen, and, and he said something pretty interesting. Deep in the bowels, we're definitely competitive, and we like to bruise the enemy as much as possible. But I think in those situations, we're really focused on Aaron. We're really focused internally on us. And if we do this with Aaron, with second, third, fourth, fifth level domino effects from that contract, and how do we work around it? And I'm sure the Niners are doing the same thing themselves. They're focusing on themselves, trying to build the best Niners team possible. So when we do battle twice a year, it's one of those 15-round heavyweight fights. I'm not saying that Les Snead, when he's doing Aaron Donald's deal or Matthew Stafford's deal or, or Cup or any of these other guys, it's, hey, if we do this, then the Niners are going to have to blow up there. I don't think it's exactly that. I'd be shocked if it was. But there has to be a little a three-dimensional chess here, right? This idea of... Hey, listen, we really want this player. We, we, we've decided we're going to pay this guy. We're going to pay him. But not only do we get Cooper Cup, not only do we get Aaron Donald, not only do we get Matthew Stafford and set ourselves up for another Super Bowl run, but it also puts the 49ers in a – Debo's already unhappy. He has already said that he doesn't want to be there anymore. Now all of a sudden he knows that the market and the Niners can't get there or they won't trade him or whatever it might be. It's a little bit of something. I'm a big believer in morale. I'm a big believer in culture. Like, and if, if let, me, let me just, I'm going to make a, a quick digression here about culture. If you are one of these guys that believe that the only thing that matters is do you have good players or not? I, I think you, that's about 80% of the equation. You have to have good players, right? I don't care if Sean McVay is the head coach of, of your team. If you have a roster full of bums, you've got no shot. But you also, that next 20% is culture. And that culture comes from the head coach. And the culture comes from everybody around the organization. Are people happy? Do they want to be there? Do they like working there? And I'm not even talking about just the players. I'm talking about everybody. Coaches, trainers, you know, um, administrators, everybody. Front office people, media people, everything. Do they like being around? And you saw what it was like under Jeff Fisher. And Jeff Fisher was well-liked, but it was stale and old. And here comes Sean McVay and boom, everything's light. Everything's intense. Everything's positive. Everything's we're pulling in this direction. And the culture changed immediately. And we've seen the results of that. If the culture is bad and, and it doesn't have to be 
catastrophically bad like you'd see in, in Cleveland for years and years. It's a little bit better now, but it would be one, one of these things where well, this guy's unhappy with his deal or this guy feels that he's a better player here. Or they went through this protracted negotiation. Somebody feels like they were lied to. Somebody feels like they were told one thing and then the coach did another. All of these things add up to, man, I'm just, I, just, just pay me and let me go to work. That's not as effective as, hey, listen, I want every penny that I'm due, but I want to do it right here. I want to play right here. I want to do my thing right here. And that's what the Rams have created that I don't think any other team in their division really has going. I think the Seahawks had it going for a while, but remember that whole thing that Russell Wilson got special treatment. Pete Carroll would never call him out. Now you've got some rumblings in San Francisco. Kyler Murray is displeased with his option and contract option. The Rams really don't have much of that. And the quieter it is there, the noisier it seems other places like in San Francisco. And I don't think that can do anything other than help the Rams. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Rams. Thanks for for making us your first listen every single day. Now make your second listen, the Locked on NFL podcast, our national NFL experts and insiders, keeping you dialed in with the biggest stories and the latest news from around the league. Because an offseason does not equal a break in the action. Follow Locked on NFL every day on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, whose house? It's Locked on Rams house. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.